you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is Workplace Anime, or Anime of the Workplace, Anime in Workplace, People in the Workplace in Anime. <laughs> I don't know what I you want to call it. I don't it. think my boss will let me have anime at work. Then, I don't know, I can't do anything for you. This isn't necessarily about people watching anime in the workplace. It's just anime that take place in the workplace, or involve work. So, yeah. If, they, if you ask me, if you ask me, make a genre out of something, something that you can easily categorize stuff with. First would be, I want a genre for cute girls doing cute things, because that that needs to exist. You can even abbreviate if you want. Um, but the other would be <laughs> workplace. I would no, love because everybody everybody abbreviates that was moe. What cute things, cute girls doing yeah. cute things? There's not even a moe genre. Why is there a moe genre? I don't know because anime is always moe. That's why, Andrew. <laughs> but I guess like every other genre, or a lot of genres, workplace would probably be too easily kind of generalized for a lot of things. Because, um, and that's probably a problem that we're going to have going through this discussion, but I don't care, so it's fine. Uh, is that there's a lot of shows that they have characters going to work or something like that, but they're not necessarily, it's, it's not a focal point and it's not a... It's not a major player in the show itself. Like, take for instance, uh, Clonod. Clonod show at some point in that series, uh, specifically after story, a character gets a job. But I wouldn't really. That's not really going to be part of the discussion because it literally is featured in half an episode of him doing a job. <laughs> so this is more for like where it's like it's centered around that or. The characters are involved with it, or the entire show takes place in a place of work. So, yeah, something. What's what's great about this whole genre that I actually enjoy about it, and that's why I kind of want to bring it up, is I I think that, uh, and of course, a lot of people complain about there not being enough of these. I think workplace anime is so great because it is something that any adult can relate to. All right. I mean, yeah, granted, it's not going to connect or appeal to younger audiences that are going to school or whatever. Like, why would they want to watch a character? you know, in a cubicle doing a random job. But I think for adults, they can kind of relate to a little bit more. But yeah, in this episode, we're going to kind of examine that, uh, discuss it, um, what makes it great, what makes it bad, certain elements of the workplace environment, anime, and then later on, if we have enough time, which we probably will, uh, because I never know how fast these outlines will go, (laughs) we'll go through a, a list of anime that I threw together at some point, probably about four months ago. Hopefully, um, won't miss too many shows. We'll go through a list of shows that we can kind of talk about if they have enough in there, what kind of cool features they had about work environments or anime in the workplace kind of themes. So, you ready? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I'm already trying to hold myself back from jumping in on your 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 statements. So, oh, good. That always works out well. <laughs> Because at the end, it's like, oh, I thought you were just going with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, my first point I have here is, what do I mean by workplace anime? Simply put, uh, to prevent going into longer detail that we'll eventually get into later, uh, is anime that takes place in the work environment or follow a character who mostly is involved with their work. Uh, this can be uh, as basic as a character working at an office or a cafe, or more commonly, a character working for law enforcement or, or detect- as a detective that's something that we'll kind of brush a little bit on later on because technically there's not that many 
workplace anime, but there are tons of anime about crime fighters uh, that work in, uh, you know, an office that's crime fighting or detective and whatnot. Um, yeah, and technically, uh, we can also cover a little bit into the mecha military types, uh, but to keep it more unique, we will kind of avoid that kind of stuff. And granted, I'm sure eventually we'll do a full-on mecha episode. <laughs> it's... It's one that I'm surprised we haven't done yet, but I think it's probably mostly because we were watching all the the Gundam series. We um, feel like we we won't be able to justify a mecha anim, uh, anime cast until we have done the biggest trophy of them all being Gundam. It, it, oh, I thought you were gonna say Darling and the Funks. Okay, <laughs> 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 we gotta finish Darling and the Funks first. But yeah. Uh, the, what the the cool thing is about the uh, the workplace anime is that it usually kind of centered around a goal. While some anime uh, workplace anime have their characters' uh, goal be something within their job, uh, some are just characters with a focus and they are caught up in their job. Uh, Shirobako, of course, had the characters animating a show for their studio. That was the goal. Working, on the other hand, was character building relationships while they're having to work. While technically working also has them focus on keeping the doors open as a goal, technically, uh, the narrative usually just focuses on the characters themselves, their romance, their their the comedy that they have and whatnot in there. The um, two the, the the two main uh, genres that I see working with workplace anime is mostly drama and comedy. You can't really see anything else is really kind of the There's also fantasy. And yeah, there's also they're supernatural. Fantasy, What's supernatural. They, they're, they're the ones that are more rare. It's it's mostly your your two big ones being drama and 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 uh, comedy. Yeah, a lot of it's comedy. It doesn't focus on too much, uh, which brings up the most important point: is how is work supposed to be entertaining? <laughs> uh, this is probably one of the most challenging things uh, for an anime writer. Um, I think I hear I often hear people complain about this isn't uh, there isn't enough of these shows. Um, instead, all we get is Moe and school shows. I think there is a very important reason why, and that's because it's a challenging thing to do. To ask the question of why isn't there more working shows or workplace shows, I want to avoid saying working because you're going to think I'm talking about the show. In my opinion, simply put, a show about a work environment or a person working in adult life is very difficult and needs a very skilled writer uh, because you're essentially making work entertaining which work is boring that's why you get paid to do it now yeah there is people that find those dream jobs and you know grats on them but for the most part it's not fun to work and that's why a boss has to pay you to do it um but yeah most of these writers like chris was kind of alluding to already uh most of these writers take the easy route out which i believe is where they do comedy with it or they do cute girls doing cute things um, that makes you able to have a work environment and still have it entertaining because you're there to watch the cute girls and they're having fun making cafe uh, coffee in this is the order rabbit cafe. They're adorable. Look at them. They're cute and throwing some comedy in there. Um, or it's, you know, working and it's got the characters having fun being goofy and doing comedy with a little bit of romance sprinkled in there. But yeah, it, it, but it's very few of these writers will actually try to deviate from those and make a a very serious drama or something like and that. Drama, drama is one of the ones that I think most people, when they think of a 
a good work workplace environment show, it's usually a good solid drama. I yeah, working is is great, but when they really think of it, they think of something like uh, what's your your Hanasaki Roha. That's a good solid drama workplace anime or Shirobako. When when people really get stuck on one and they go, this is the one. It's usually a good solid drama because you have to make sure that you get 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 it a story that is got enough to capture you keep you grounded in that and care enough about their goals whatever those goals may be um i thinking of um uh the computer girls computer girls computer the drawing girls the computer drawing girls cute thing girls doing cute things only two seasons ago for goodness sakes new game new game gosh <laughs> yeah the that they were able to capture a a drama and yet still keep it light and fl- fun but still stayed within their workplace environment as well yeah i think it's very rare that you have i think it's non-existent that you have a show that is purely drama with no comedy in there whatsoever or some kind of fluffiness in there because even even hasaki roha had its lightheartedness it had the girls being silly but it was more grounded in reality, so that made it a little more easier to, to, to go with. But I think something like New Game is is similar to that. It's just a little more on the Moe side than, than anything. So, I mean, girls waking up naked well, I, in the, out on of the all floor of them, the I'd, next morning. So Out of, of all of them, I'd probably say Shirobako was probably the heaviest of all of them. Um, yeah, and even that one had its share yeah, it of, had its of, of huge, uh, funniness. But I think, again, similar to Hanasaki Roha, and of course being the same company, uh, it was more natural with its comedy. It was it was it was making fun of life, so to speak. So it was a little more um, less out of the norm than than usual. Um, but yeah. To my point though is uh, for every hundred of these WWW working or Danky guys or is the order a rabbit, you're gonna get one Shirabako, and that's the kind of thing that sucks. You're you're not seeing that many of these shows, but thankfully it seems like these shows are actually increasing. Um, with the course increase of shows per season, of course, like we kind of mentioned with our anime dying, you have this whole element of you know, twenty years ago we get like you know three shows a season, and now we're getting literally forty plus shows every season. So sprinkled in that forty shows, there's often this one rare case where you get you know recently like we had Sakura's Quest uh, or Sakura Quest, we had Girlish Number, we had Shogun Roku Raku Shinju, which technically is semi-work and related. I was going to ask you that performers. if you considered it a, a, a work or not. Yeah. Onihei is technically a crime fighter. In, it gets involved with their organization and how they stop criminals. Um, so it seems like there's an increase of it. So that's the that's the great thing about it. Um, but that's not to say that uh, comedy and fluff type shows are completely thrown out or should be completely thrown out. Um, they still have plenty to offer. So let's get into comedy and fluff and anime. Um, as stated before, this is the easiest to write. Um, it's basically just throw characters into a setting and drawing the comedy out of, and Moe, out of opportunities from the environment. Um, so like any other comedy, like, say, Konosuba, it's a comedy where you're thrown into a fantasy world, and it's a reincarnation story. Make fun of it. Uh, throw these Moe cute girls into a cafe, you get Izzy Order Rabbit comedy. Throw a bunch of really... Uh, 
<laughs> clinically cr- questionable people into a cafe, you get working, <laughs> or more specifically, www.working, um, people with problems. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's basically your your setup for these comedy and fluff animes, and that's the opportunity that it takes up, and that's what's cool about them, is you get, you don't get the same old school show, you don't get the same old uh, fantasy comedy, you're getting a workplace with some comedy in there that you can kind of relate to a little bit. Like, right. the, like uh, for example, uh, New Game Season 1, they had the whole thing about somebody turning off the AC and then somebody else going over and turning it on. <laughs> That's my life in a nutshell, <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the constant struggle with the AC system, uh, the, the thermometer, so... That's a thing that a lot of people can kind of relate to and laugh about. Gotta hate the fact when your boss puts those big old boxes over the top of it so nobody can mess with it. <laughs> I'm about to do that in my workplace. <laughs> um, no, what I did is I ended up taking the vent off of the ceiling in my office and I put a bunch of white sheets on it and taped them down and then shoved the vent uh, cover back on. So that way, no air can get in there. I got tired of it. <laughs> there you go. Breaking the rules. And of course, involves your cat, uh, cafe girls. There's Blend S, uh, Is the Order Rabbit working? Uh, your funny office spaces like New Game, Servanex Service, um, even Maid Dragon had a little bit of uh, office space comedy there, especially with tripping up the poor guy over and over and over again. That poor guy. And of course, the flip side is the more serious or drama centric uh, workplace anime. Um, again, this being more difficult to write for, these are mainly, this is mainly because, uh, who the hell wants to walk, you know, you, you come home from, this is a very crucial point too, is, uh, the, the struggle there is that how do you get a writer or a director to create something that they know it's for, going to be for an adult audience. The kids, kids aren't going to be able to really, uh, not say not grasp what's going on on the screen, but really care about what's going on on the screen. It's going to, it's going to be a story that's going to be compelling for adults. And these adults are, for the most part, coming home from work. They're tired and they turn on television and there's, you know, Shirabako sitting there and it's, it's has these characters that are doing work that you can relate to. But I had for myself personally, the reason why I originally dropped Shirabako is I did that same exact thing. I'm coming home from work. I turn on Shirabako and it was stressful. That first core was so stressful. I literally didn't want to watch it. I was, I was coming home from stress and being re, 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 uh, replaced in front of stress, right in front of my face. And I was like, I can't watch this. I know this is going to be great because these people at the time, my thought process was these people gave me Hanasaki Roha, which I love to death, but I couldn't do it. And so I think it's a very difficult task for them to make that still entertaining. And I think they, my opinion, I think they kind of failed that with its first core, but they knocked it out of the part going on into the second core, which I thought was the reason why I ended up sticking with it. Uh, so it's a very difficult thing for them to kind of juggle. And I, and it, and it's all the more great when they actually pulled off. Uh, because when they pull this stuff off, or they're able to connect to somebody personally, I find them more susceptible to becoming people's favorite shows ever. Hanasaki Roha did that for me. Um, on the notion of doing what you enjoy rather than chasing after opportunities or whims. And for me at the time in my life, when I watched Hanasaki Roha, that was that show for me. It connected on me with so many levels, and it was very adult, even though it did have characters who were technically coming of age. Uh, they were in a work environment, and I could connect to them in that way. 
Um, so it's it's really a challenge for the writer to entertain, draw in somebody, capture the audience, make a compelling story, um, have a compelling staff, and make a very relatable show. And that's kudos to them for even pulling that off if they ever can pull that off. So yeah, that's that's very true. I I agree, especially with like Shirobako, where it it is all about that drama. It, it was so heavy at the very beginning. I. I, I remember watching it and and I dro- we we both dropped it and Andrew went back for because everybody was just going nuts over this show and it was like what did we miss it was like what was it like episode eighteen or something like that and I'm like crap every time somebody says episode yada yada I'm like crap I gotta watch it's happening right now with Fate Apocrypha they say this episode and I go don't say this episode they don't spoil anything they just say man, this episode, and you're like, crap, I gotta watch this, because I'm afraid of that episode being spoiled <laughs> for me. But yeah, it, it, it was one of those things, it's like, at, at some point, we were like, alright, I guess we have to go and watch it, and Andrew went and, and checked it out, and then he gets warm on it, and starts talking me into it, and so I had to go and finish it up, too. It's And, and it really was one of those things that this is the perfect example, and we bring it up because it's the perfect example of what is the drama slash slash uh, workplace anime because it does capture that essence of the deadline, the the essence of responsibility, ba- responsibility, bashing uh, your head against somebody that sometimes group overcoming, yeah, yeah, uh, having conflicts within in in. Uh, getting getting goals accomplished all of those things are wrapped up in this one anime ball and and you can be presented to it and and go within three or four episodes you're like now i understand what everybody's talking about this is a pain and it hurts getting through that first few episodes but it's such it, it knocks it out of the park by what episode seven or eight well, like I said, it, it it took me until the the core kind of shifted over to the ne- the second core before I was really yeah, invested. Yeah, it, it just and, and it just once it once it once it hits that home run, you're like, okay, this is perfect. I want to watch the rest of the show, and and it and it never lets up after that. It's still going back into its drama pressure, but it's it never you you know you're connected. What, and yeah, you're you wanting are, them yeah. to succeed. Really, you already know what what to expect. You already are with them all the way through so yeah it it is it is absolutely that the essence of it and and i really loved the way that they pulled that off in that next point i have is shifting the narrative with elements um another way that a writer can introduce entertainment into the workplace anime or broaden its interest uh it into interesting elements is to inject unrealistic elements uh, this is can be found. This can be like if you inject fantasy, a, a fantasy setting into it, which being like you know, here recently, restaurant to another world, it technically had a workplace cafe or restaurant rather, and I keep calling it cafe. At least I didn't call it cafe to another world. <laughs> uh, but they had this fantasy kind of element added to it, and that these, it this door opens up to these other worlds, and there's dragons and other people that are different types of creatures and uh, humanoids that come in. Um, you can inter- inject uh, spiritual elements. Uh, Kanahana Katan was a, a hot springs inn that had these spirits coming into it. Uh, Spice and Wolf technically was about a, a, a trader who goes around to different places who gets a the spirit of a wolf god or harvest god that comes along with him. Um, so these are kind of normally, okay, guys riding around trading stuff. 
now he has a wolf spirit and, and injects something into it. Um, you can even throw futuristic elements into or a futuristic setting into it. Um, something like Plastic Memories, which was technically about a job that these people do that involves these kind of replacement surrogate androids. Um, Arya, the avenir and the animation, yada, 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 uh, takes place on another planet that is completely covered in water. Um, and it involves them kind of uh, transporting people around in this futuristic planet. Uh, classroom, uh, classroom Crisis was technically about this uh, space station, these people training to make these spacecrafts. Uh, so these are ways to have a workplace environment, elements of a job that are all kind of jumbled up a little bit with some kind of element that's kind of injected into it. Anything to come to mind on that one? No, I actually I hadn't considered uh, some of these. I, Restaurant to Another World is kind of a a weird an odd odd one to choose but but I can kind of agree with you it just tells the story slightly different it's it's not about the chef per se it's actually about the customers that are coming in and they are all coming into one particular place and then there is the exact same elements that are in a workplace uh, anime which and, and that's and that's I I really like breaking things down to what is their nuts and bolts. And when, when you get to a workplace anime, you're, you're talking about what is it that makes a workplace anime? It's a location granted. Um, you have to have some kind of a thing that is being done. Now your automatic reaction is the, uh, the employees are doing something for some reason that they have, i.e. their goal. Um, and well, in restaurant to another world, it's kind of flipped on its head in a way because it's the customers coming in to receive that meal. And so, and then while they're receiving their meal, they're telling their story of who they are. And so it is interesting that it is a workplace anime, just kind of with a little twist as well as the fantasy setting. I love the idea of Spice and Wolf being a, a workplace anime. It, granted, the workplace anime is moving along, so they they are taking their 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 workplace from location to location. It's really kind of a fun idea. Konoha, Konohana is very similar to Restaurant to Another World, where it is uh, telling the story from the employee's perspective, but they're also receiving the story of these these characters that are coming into the workplace. So it's kind of a mash of both of them. And you have to kind of figure out ways to accommodate these these particular interesting cases. I, I guess a better example for fantasy, because I, I technically didn't have many episodes go by with Restaurant to Another World. Um, technically, I think the first episode was probably the most prime example for me, because I only watched like two or three episodes of it. Uh, prime example for me of uh, more of the workplace element was in that first episode, because it was technically about him hiring in his his right. worker. Probably a better example of that for a fantasy-injected workplace anime will probably be I couldn't become a hero, so I got a part-time job. That's probably the best example <laughs> of a fantasy-injected uh, work environment uh, being a... Yeah. Heroes that had to become workers because there was no Demon King to kill anymore. I like Plastic Memories. That's a that's a good one. That, that one was... And that is a drama, as a matter of fact, as well. So... And and I yeah I thought it really did knock it out of the park as far as trying to keep capture that drama element and still keeping a kind of a this is a job 
thing going on and and still capturing the essence of the emotion in a lot in some cases yeah that was that's an interesting choice as well yeah i think i think it did well i mean i had my issues with plastic memories but i think it did very well in kind of balancing the two of them if you're looking for something that's workplace uh related it's not not too heavy on it but it just gives it enough that it makes it relevant that it is technically a workplace that they kind of deal with my last point that I have here is what makes them special? What makes a workplace anime so special? I think it's probably that you just don't see it too often. It's it's like ratioed one in every maybe 150, probably more shows will be workplace related or somebody in the work field. Uh, they also sometimes give us insight into things that we don't normally see, specifically people in the Western or that are from the West that aren't from Japan. Uh, it gives you Japanese cultural elements. They have sometimes a lot of uh, hints into Japanese adult life. Of course, all these things that I'm about to list can be taken with a grain of salt. I know anime is not real life. Don't get me wrong. But there, there are sometimes some insights to these things. Uh, how, you know, the Japanese cafe or sometimes office spaces works. Uh, you know, for example, working or after the rain. How anime is made, you got Shirobako, gives you a prime example of that. I think there's a lot of people that will contest that's pretty darn close to... I mean, it was made by an animated company, an animation company. They had, they knew what they're talking about. Um, insights into politics of uh, country life uh, with Sakura Quests. I thought that was kind of... It was injected towards the later parts of it, but it was pretty interesting. Life at a, in a hot spring, something like uh, Hanasaki Roha. Farming life, Silver Spoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, insights into the creative minds. Um, this one's a weird one because th- it's not too obvious all the time. Granted, Girlish Number was a great example of getting insight. It was it was a show about somebody and their work life, but at the same time, it was also a, almost like a message from its writer. Uh, for those who don't know, it was the same writer that did uh, Snafu and uh, Quadria Code. And it was it was almost like his way of complaining about what happened with Claudio Code. So it's interesting to get these little insights into the creative minds. Uh, hate it all you want, a sister's all you need. That show had so many points in it where it was basically like the light novel writer screaming at people. <laughs> but yeah, it's also a great way to learn how to program C base on a keyboard made out of paper. Agree, <laughs> <Free> disagree? <laughs> I guess you could agree. Golden boy. And of course, like I said earlier, it, all this stuff can be Sea base? Stable night. Learning sea base out of the keyboard made out of paper. Oh, Is that like moment. third base? <laughs> Just watch this. What is this? Anyways, that's all my points. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get any more kind of in-depth stuff in there, but I'm sure that we can get plenty of conversation coming out of our next segment, which is... Um, I just wanted. I made a quick list based off of my anime list that I've of shows that I've watched. Hopefully, maybe if Chris can think of any as we go along, we can always throw them in there. Uh, but these are this is a list of shows that take place in a workplace. Shows that are kind of more revolved around jobs and works that people do, um, or even shows that are kind of just emphas- uh, just are driven a little bit by work. And so it's gonna get. I tried a long time ago to put these in a war order of strong, moderate, and mentions, and some of it I'm like, that actually looks like it's more work-related than this other one. So I'm just going to name them off, and we'll just go with that. I'm not going to say which ones are strong. The first one I have is Working. I think that one is a prime example of a great comedy-type yep. show. I agree. Um, follows some characters as they are working in a cafe. And like I said earlier, I think a lot of its focus is on comedy, 
and the relationships the characters have, even though it does take quite a while to get to those relationships, it, it does it really well. It, it kind of shows, I think it's one of those things where it kind of, it's a great show for people that are maybe having problems with kind of connecting with certain people in their work environment, because it kind of shows a few cases of that where characters are just kind of not meshing really well and seeing how they kind of get over their, their issues. And I thought that was kind of solid in, in doing that. You got blood and death in there? Yeah, later. Okay. Servant Next Service. This one's one that I have not watched in a long time. I have the DVD of it. Sadly, they never did a Blu-ray release. <laughs> I loved it to death when it was released a long time ago. Has the character with the name that is like their parents couldn't decide, so they just named her named after her everybody. <laughs> and uh, Lucy it was, it was Lucy. what she always called herself. Um, but it was really cute. I I really liked it. It was not. A, it was out of nowhere too because it's like. If I told you there's an anime out there that's not completely moe and and it it doesn't really fit the definition of moe in my opinion it's just kind of it's fun and and they got, it's got cute characters but they're not moe in my opinion um but a show about somebody who works for the government it was like a it's the social service or something like that yeah you would think I'm nuts no no these characters are working like a government job with like cubicles and these little little you know people come in and they and they fill out their forms and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of out of nowhere with, with a setting that it had, but it it definitely is one that is driven by comedy, of course. But it was it was kind of out of nowhere to have a comedy set in a setting like that. So if you're looking for something that's like more government related, that's just kind of out of the norm, it's definitely worth checking a shot at because it's it's. I, I got a huge kick out of it. I loved it. It was working the government official version. Yes. <laughs> Social services. Uh, next one I have on here is New Game. You want yep. to talk a little bit about that one? How, how, how do you think that one pulls off the, the work environment? I, I think it actually does that. The, does it really well. It, it does make sure that it keeps the inner... Um, keeps everybody in their little office cubicles. Um, they're, they're chatting back and forth. It... Does does occasionally go outside of it, but not very often. It's more more focused on being in their their little cubicles. It does actually keep up the having goals, uh, bringing in uh, projects that they have to uh, kind of bash heads over and get those the 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 um, get the project moving and uh, make sure that they have uh, different uh, milestones. I guess is the best word. Yeah, what was great about it also is that it was technically made by a guy that was in the game making uh, mm-hmm. industry for a while until he left that job or whatever, or maybe he wrote it at the same time. But he wrote the story, and then it was adapted into an anime. Um, but yeah, like uh, hitting deadlines, uh, bashing heads, uh, conflicts, making bugs and breaking bugs, changing things after they've been tested, and all those kind of things are kind of mixed around in there. I don't think it. I think it is definitely one of the more moe uh, infused types, but it still kept a very grounded uh, sense of here's the project manager, here's the character designer, uh, here's how this is important to this person to be able to do this. Uh, inspirations that they get for their their going. I mean, they even start out the show with the character literally getting the job and walking in for the first time. Uh, and like I said earlier, it, it has workplace jokes in there that I thought were just. I relate to so much the the AC uh, messing with the AC uh, thermometer, 
the badges for the doors and going <laughs> the restroom and stuff like that. And supervisors sleeping under the desk. Yes, and supervisors. I mean, you never know when you have to sleep at work. <laughs> so it, it happens. It just those late nights. Um, I almost did that here recently. That was kind of weird. I don't think I'd ever do that. I just, it just it creeped me out. <laughs> what sleeping under the desk? You just sleeping at work. Yeah, it, that kind of creeps me out. I I I wanted to. I almost did it here recently, but I'm like, no, I'd rather just drive home. <laughs> um, yeah. Next one I have on here, of course, is Shirabako. That one's probably one of the biggest ones. If you ask somebody for a workplace environment related anime, that's probably going to come up in their list. Uh, Shirabako definitely was uh, a really cool show. Of course, this is one of three shows. I guess we can kind of clump them together. But uh, PA Works, of course, a studio that did Shirobako, they did this as a part of a three-part women at the workplace type of shows. Shirobako was one of them. Hanasaki Roha was another one. And Sakura Quest was a third one. I hope they keep doing it because <laughs> they're, they're usually always really great shows. And Shirobako was, of course, most known because it was a show about a studio. This studio was animating a project. Um, it, it follows this girl who just starts working there as a desk. And it showed me that I never want to be a desk for an animation studio because <laughs> her life was a living hell. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great insight into the world of animation. I mean, if it, it's literally one of those ones that puts us out of a job because people like to ask, was for the longest time, love to ask us, how is anime made? We did a whole episode where we talked about this is how they used to be made with cells and photography and all that kind of stuff. And this is how they're made now with tablets and coloring in and CG animation added to it. And Shirobako just basically said, yeah, we're going to do both of those. We're going we're gonna to show you how anime is made. We're going to show where they take them and they take them to the people that do the in-betweens. We're gonna, they're going to take those to be approved. Um, they're going to outsource this other company. That company's going to screw up. Uh, we're going to have deadlines to meet. We, got the, we have the Shirobako, the actual, the actual white box. Um, we're going to get into... They even have this point where they go, oh, let's go to this old studio. And now let's talk about how... And they even showed how the older one was made and how the difference is and stuff like that. And it's like, cool. Um, so now whenever we, people ask us that, we just say, go watch Shirobako. <laughs> it's literally... It's literally... Be- it's visual, too. So they can see how it's being made um, and how these characters want to kill themselves all the time. And strangle each other. And literally to get in fights. But, uh, yeah, it was a... Easily, if you ask me, uh, a top ten, a, a top five list of, of, of anime that are involved in the workplace, that one's easily going to be out there. Probably only second to Hanasaki Roha, but that's probably because Hanasaki Roha connected me personally. Um, but it is definitely one of my favorite anime of all time, so it's definitely a, a must-go watch. Course, now I'm realizing I did put Spice and Wolf on here, and that would probably be up there as well. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, any comments on Shirabako? I I think we already really talked that one out to death earlier, so yeah. The next one I have is Hanasaki Roha. Of course, like I said, that one's kind of a personal for me, um, but it is a cool insight into uh, hot spring ends, and it shows them cleaning the hot spring ends, uh, the responsibility they have there, um, just a lot of the cultural stuff um historical stuff uh, traditions are all, all kind of mixed in there as well because this is a technically an older uh, hot spring inn it doesn't want to kind of it, it even has a nearby more upgraded inn and it has that element of the new and the old so it gives you a perspective of both the new and the old and hot springs inns, inns in general uh 
gaining interest in these locations, all that kind of stuff's mixed in there as well in a story about uh, a coming of age story, which was really cool. And, he, and especially if you're somebody that's just getting into a job, maybe looking at a new job, uh, just getting into the work fields, uh, it's a cool little anime that kind of gives you inspiration to kind of seek out. Maybe you don't always have to go out. You maybe not always have your dreams right there, but doing something that you enjoy is, is the most important kind of thing. And it, it kind of gets in a little bit of stuff. So I think it does really well in that kind of stuff. I have Kiki's Delivery Service in here. Now, this one's going to be more in the realm of it technically was a show that was full on from beginning to end about a girl who was a delivery service person. Now, like, you know, kind of Hana Gatan and stuff like that is technically uh, also about these little stories middle and inside there, like the, the grandma that she has to deliver the 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 pie for and uh, how much effort they put into it and how the, the child was disrespectful and how she received it. Uh but it is technically about a delivery. It's a movie about a girl that delivers stuff. It's just a, so it's a witch. So um, it was really cool that I. It was one of those ones when I came across it. I'm like, oh yeah, that technically is a workplace anime. That literally is in the title. She does nothing but deliver, and it was a really cute little quick story in that regard. So definitely has to be on the list. It's, that's an odd one. I I don't wouldn't have chosen that. Next one's yours. It's Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon. So. Well, that that one is another one where I I it is more. It's it's odd because it is actually a school. I no no getting around that. But it is delving into elements that are kind of workplace related. It is kind of like a vocational school. So they're learning, um, they're learning how to do jobs that they will be doing in the future. And so it is kind of well done in that respect. And so in 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 one respect, and, and it is, we're talking about some serious stuff. I mean, you're talking about um, things that are going under because they're not making enough money or, and why, why that's important and how to deal with it. And in some cases, how not to deal with it. And, and all that stuff is very, very workplace related. <laughs> And there is the, 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 the kind of fun, uh, goofy elements to it here and there. But for the most part, it is kind of, it balances between heavy in some cases and, 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 and fun in other cases. Yeah, yeah. I still really badly want to go back and watch that one. But it is, it's one I'm, of those ones that it's, it's like, just like Shirobako, I, I, I almost want to say, yeah, you should have, should go back and, and check it out. I, I really, really, at the end of the second season, I, I think the second season was absolutely wonderful. Uh, that first season, I can see why we, we kind of dropped off on it at the, at the beginning, but me kind of sticking with it, I ended up going into the second season. And, and that I think is where it's really going to shine for you is that second season. I don't think I really inherently had anything. Pr- an issue with it, but that was technically back in the time when I was, I didn't really want to give much time to anime, and if if something wasn't really grabbing me at the beginning, it was, I was it lost me. <laughs> um, next one I have is Say You Life. Uh, this is another one that tragically does not have a Blu-ray release. Shame, shame, Funimation. Um, <laughs> but this is one that was kind of out of nowhere, and it was kind of a hit of the season, like or not really a hit, but it was this, it was like one of those gems of the season. Like we've seen this, and we're like, "Say you life." What, what would that be? And it it completely surprised us. It was it was absolutely a fantastical show, and it basically follows the life of a seiyu or a, a a voice actor or actress in this case is actresses, 
and their struggles with getting into the industry, um, not being taken seriously. They have they're they're kind of the, the bottom of the barrel type people, and they're trying to make it big. And of course, these three characters who are all uh, Seiyus, one's actually successful for her age. Uh, they kind of get together and they make their own little kind of radio channel, and it it, it dives a little bit into the industry of being a vo- uh, voice actress or being a radio personality, that kind of stuff. And it was it was actually quite a surprise for the season. I don't think it gets extremely heavy in it, but it does deal with quite a bit of it. It does give you a little insight, and uh, if I remember correctly, that one did a lot with uh, kind of. <laughs> character guests uh or voice actress and say you guests where they had these actual people that were uh actors that would come in there yeah, every real, now and, real. and sleep in there which was really really cool so. cameos yeah cameo thank you uh let's see here next one we mentioned earlier which is i couldn't become a hero so i reluctantly took a part-time job this, this one's, one's special <laughs> this one's special did i ever buy that one i forget i don't know I say that i did i think you did yeah, I, I, I was surprised that you did. Uh, yeah, Yusupu. Yeah, I got it. That's a special one. <laughs> it's the laugh. It's all about that laugh. <laughs> yes, I think I bought that Blu-ray just because of that laugh. And also because I was morbidly curious if they fixed the last episode. Um, but I, it was one that when we when it first started, I was like, I love the idea of this. This, this is a... This is gold. It literally has... Demon Lords is defeated, and now all these warriors and, you know, fighters that were going to go fight the demon, they all just, like, are now working at, you know, common jobs. They're they, mostly in the in the uh, convenience store or whatnot, or supplies stores. And, and then here comes this girl, and she's like a demon girl, and they're just trying to work, and she's constantly trying to sell things. This one's great because it's red like blood of, of humans, and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it didn't... I'm not going to say run out there and watch it, because it did technically piddle off really quickly for me, but concept-wise, it was really, really fantastic, and it is technically full-on uh, involved inside of a of a workplace, even though later on they kind of leave it and go fight. It, but they still kind of kept it in there because one girl fought with uh, random... Um, Kitchen utilities, <laughs> odd one. It is. It, it is such a weird. This is. This is the. If, if somebody was to ask me what is Japanese anime, I'd go like, "This is Japanese anime," <laughs> <laughs> because only the Japanese can come up with taking a a a appliance store guy and hero and mash them together and say. Oh yeah! By the way, we've got this. And now you have to babysit the the demon's lord's the daughter. demon lord's daughter. <laughs> because why? I don't know. It's because fun. she's cute and she laughs she's like cute a demonic She has girl. a great laugh. It, it, it's it's fun, and and I I I, I can't. I, I really really had a lot of fun with it. I do need to make a drop for her. <laughs> I really should make a drop for her. Uh, she next should one. Be, she should be our our intro. <laughs> intro character just laughs every time the episode starts. There's that laugh. Next one I have on here is Danky Guy. Now, this one I dropped off on, but it is technically a workplace environment. It's a comic store or a manga store, technically, where they sell mangas and light novels. It's, that's what the name is, Danky Guy. So, yeah, that one's uh, very much into the etchy side. But it did. I did appreciate a few scenes that were throughout the series that did kind of capture me. 
I want to say that it was just one of those ones where I got like five or six episodes in, and then I kind of skimmed the rest of it. I don't remember. But it did have these little scenes that were kind of involved with these characters who are finding relationships within the workplace and stuff like that. So I did appreciate the little bit they did there. But it was at a time in my anime viewing that a lot of the etchy stuff really didn't settle with me. Plus, the characters look really, really young looking because they were... They it make was, him look it, young, it was, even though they're not yet technically young. It was more along the lines of, not so much that it was etchy per se, it was more along the lines of it was the crude humor, just kind of yeah. like the... Um, the Ball uh, jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, what's that show that we watched last season with the... the, uh, the My Girlfriend of Shelby, yeah. Yeah, anything I mentioned on that one? No? I gave up on it too, okay. if I remember right. <laughs> I thought you so. finished it. Uh, next one I have is Arya... We're currently waiting on a remaster for that one, so I can't really mention on it. Uh, I have watched like six episodes of the original series, and I love it to death. Um, and it is definitely one of those ones where it's out of the norm because, I mean, not many people can relate to somebody who shuttles people around on the boat. But, you know, transportation area like that, meeting people on the way, uh, a job that involves the public, I think, is, is going to be right up your alley. And I think for that, it, it's it's definitely a little great little nugget. I don't think it's very strong in the workplace element just because more of it's focused on the characters. Um, but that is there. So Next one. I'm going to lay my foot down uh, th- this one. I let you get away with Kiki's Delivery Service. I cannot let you have Golden Boy. I can't do it. You don't want Golden Boy to be in a workplace animation No, can't list? do it. Cannot do it. It's about a guy who goes and does different jobs. Different jobs. And half of the time, he's just making jokes the entire time. Episode, each episode, he is doing a job. He's a programmer. I, Next I job, know. he is a, he is a, I don't know, he's a tutor. <laughs> Next job, he's teaching people how to swim in a pool. I, he's not teaching people how to swim. I don't know what you're talking he's about. Ch- he's trying to chase girls. He, he developed a system that helps people learn how to swim in the best way possible. <laughs> he reprogrammed an entire software database. Every no, single one I'm, of these episodes, I am putting my foot pulls, down. I am vetoing this one. He does great things for these people. Every single episode, you're just too focused on his his mistakes. That's that's your problem. That's why I don't think you could ever fully understand what it takes to be a supervisor because you don't you don't you don't allow people to flourish. You don't you don't. You just focus the bike, on the failures. The bike, the bike episode. What? What about the bike episode? Where Where was the working in the the bike episode? Transportation. He was <laughs> showing people great ways to make it from one location to the other, which is across power lines. He was <laughs> inspecting power lines that episode. She just don't give enough. Chance. I'm I'm vetoing it. I can't. I got. I can't. I let I you get away with Kiki's. What wasn't that one? I forget what the no. I, that was one that I do not remember a single thing about. I know that she was. It, it was one of her hidden sides. The, yeah, one girl was the, it the real. No, it wasn't the real. The, the real girl she, room. the girl he was a tutor to. The the bike episode. I want to say. I'm talking about the last was one. He, though, was the, the was he was a maid with the motorbike. Was he a maid for the the? No. You're thinking he of the was tutor cooking. one. He was cooking in the in the restaurant. Or was that the... I th- but I think that was a different one. But yeah, it was the the guy from the mafia, and he was trying to take over the thing. 
No, I think the the bike, the one with the motorcycle girl, she was, it was like a hidden side of her. That was her, the way that she got her kicks was she would go right. off and ride her bike, but she was normal outside of that. And uh, she wanted to race him. I, gotta, I do remember gotta, that. <laughs> gotta rewatch that one. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, girlish number. I kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but it's basically about uh, voice acting jobs and a lot into the industry of creating anime adaptations or adaptations in general, but more to the focus on the voice actors and voice actresses. Uh, I think this one's more heavily leaning on uh, their public life, like the things they deal with in the public light, which I thought was pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, it was really kind of a different take on things. Like I mentioned earlier, it's a really cool little insight into, I think personally, I think that there was a lot of it was frustrations over, Claudia Code's adaptation that was shortly before this, um, but definitely a cool little insight. So it surprised me a lot. Yep. Um, Shogun Roku Rakugo Shinju. Now this is one that I I at the very beginning I was I was I was bashing around in my head back and forth on whether or not this one could be considered a working show because. It is an art art form. It is technically these characters' job, but the story is around those characters, and they just happen to be doing Rakugo. And yes, it is a very, very fundamental part of who they are as people, so it is kind of a thing that they do a lot of. So it, it's, it's, it's an interesting one to have up here, and it is definitely a solid drama all the way through a we're talking huge character moments big beats all the way through it yeah i think the reason why it hits it so much because i mean it's just like if you it's hard to really fathom it as that because it is such an artistic art form but technically and you don't really see money exchange you just know they they are well off they do make their money they are within a family they do have i mean you, you technically have this whole scenario where they're being taught to take on this craft. It's not, it's almost like a carpenter teaching their son how to be a carpenter because one day he's going to take over the shop and make chairs for, or desks for people later on. Um, it's just, in this case, it's, it's Rakugo. And he's teaching him the craft of the Rakugo and eventually he takes over the, 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 the theater and does his Rakugo. So it is technically a job. They are filling up these theaters. They are performing for people. It's like a you know a Beck or something like that. Mongolian Chop Squad. It's just not singing. It's this rock go. I think it's just more difficult to kind of grasp it as that, just because it is a period piece at the same time. Uh, it's a different kind of culture setting, and like I said, it's not really showing money being exchanged constantly. But it is technically their their livelihood is what they do. Um, yeah. But I think it, the fact that it's so well woven in there is not as noticeable. So, but it's definitely a, a, a fantastic period piece. I, it, it that is in this entire list probably one of the it is easily probably the best show in this entire list, and barring Hanasaki Roha, which again is personal for me. So, uh, next one, Sakura Quest. Again, this is in that three uh, list of uh, PA works, working anime, working girl anime uh, about a girl going out. She gets a contract, goes out to the middle of the boonies, and uh, helps with this kind of area's rest- restoration project, trying to bring people, tourists, into this location. And it is definitely through and through a workplace show. It is about this girl 
trying to work with these people to get them to get off their butts, get interest in the location, butting heads of people, whether they want this change or not. Um, so it's definitely, definitely in there as well. So thoughts. Yeah, I agree that it, it, it is, it has a lot of, it, it's a lot more chill than the other two, but it definitely does kind of capture that essence of, um, trying to get people to do things that could benefit the community as a whole. So it does, it does capture that. And, uh, and I, I, I really do think that it, it shines really in its heart in trying to get the, um, some, some characters trying to don't understand why things have to change and the other characters being frustrated with the fact that they can't get people to change. Classic memories. We kind of touched on that one a little bit earlier, um, essentially following in the future setting of these uh, kind of replacement people they can make of androids. Uh, what did I say earlier? Surrogates or whatever. Uh, if you you know lose somebody in your family, you can have an android that will kind of fit in that location. Or if you need a maid, you can get one of these these particular things. But the, the twist in the whole thing was that these, these androids, after a while, will reach a point in which their memory banks, so to speak, become defragmented and they and they cannot contain any more information or they start getting corrupted, basically. And so they have to go out there and uh, retrieve those and put them down, essentially, uh, and then replace them with a new one. And so these people kind of get connected with these things. So it's kind of like a... It's like, a, you know, it's a... The disposal of these androids, but it's also kind of like a... Uh, these people have to talk these people into allowing them to take these robots away from them, which is in turn asking them if they want to put down their dog, essentially. And it's, it's getting into that whole realm. It does have a lot of heavy drama elements in there, but it's also a lot to do with these people doing their job, getting their job done, because there is an importance to them doing their job. And so it's it's definitely, again, another one that's kind of like, I didn't think about that being a workplace show, but it's technically a full-on workplace show, and it really does fit the category. So, yeah, that's yeah, has some pretty powerful scenes too. So. Yeah, it does have some really, really good uh, heavy beats. Um, does try to maintain a kind of um, more lighter tone, um, and even even towards the end, where it does try to it it does try to do something with its main cast and. I, I do applaud it for that, but it it does lose kind of its main main focus towards the latter half. Yeah, I would I would say that it's going to be the same for all these shows that we're mentioning here. Definitely check out our full reviews of these. Um, where yeah, I would mention something like Plastic Memory did kind of piddle off towards later parts of it. So don't take it all these shows are hundred percent uh, grade, but uh, they're definitely all fitting this category. So. Young Blackjack, I I enjoyed that one. It is essentially about a person who does uh, surgeries and stuff like that, medical procedures. Um, it is more technically in the black marketish element because he's not necessarily in a hospital. He's actually out in the field. He's helping people, you know, with payments under the table to help somebody or something like that. Um, but it is somebody's job. That's that's what he does. Is this surgery work or? these medical practices on the side. So and I, I actually was very surprised at that one. I, I enjoyed a lot of that one. Spice and Wolf. We kind of hit on it earlier. Guy traveling around. He's a traveling merchant in kind of a older setting and at some point meeting a harvest god who is this wolf girl. And uh, it's a really cool little story, though. It's... it's uh, it, it, 
This is one that I, the first time I watched it was completely turned off by the merchant element. This, this, this trading and stuff like that. Currencies all over the place enough to make your brain spin. But it managed to, it managed to really grab me and the, the second watch through. And I, it, I think it's because I kind of let it, let it get its teeth into me, so to speak. And the, the mixture between a really well-crafted world, really well-crafted economy, uh, the writing in it is so solid with this, the economics that it's kind of dealing with. And then you kind of mix in this really wise hollow wolf and this, this, this guy that's obviously been doing this entire time or this entire life doing these trades and their banter back and forth. It turns into something that is really kind of truly special, something you really don't see in any other kind of anime um, economics and anime being enjoyable and entertaining. Who would expect it is very true. It's it's one of those things that I I, I agree. I I want to say the first first time first few times I tried to watch through it, I never really I wanted to watch this show so bad because I really really liked Holo, but I never really could get past the what is the point of this show? All I see is this dude on a cart with a really cute girl going from town to town buying and selling stuff. That what is the point of this show? <laughs> the first time he breaks down the currency, it was like, "What are we doing, Dro- drool?" I, I'm, I, this is not working for me. What, what is the point? And, and it is, it is really. If you're not, it's. I, I don't want to sound like some kind of a, a smug person, but I really, really, I want want people to understand what it is about, um, uh, Spice and Wolf that is just so special. It is one of those things that you have to come at it from a aspect of understanding that world as a whole, just like Mayu. Mayu is the same way. It's it's one of those you have to take in the entire world as a whole, and you'll then you can really grasp how much thought is going into what is being presented in front of you. It's not just about dude getting on a cart going from place to place with a cute wolf girl. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, that's in there too. Yeah, but, but that a, is what it is. It, but <laughs> special enough to buy 18 light volume novels and then uh, the one extra special and then buying the entire 18 volumes again in a gigantic tome. Next one I have is Rainy Coco. <laughs> I don't know why you got that on there. It's in a cafe. It's cute so, boys. If you like cute boys at <laughs> cafes, go for it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Sister is all you need. A sister's all you need. I think I because kind of it's mentioned... Because all, all you need is a yeah, sister. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got to mention the, the the uniqueness that is a sister's all you need. Do not go after that one unless you're okay with the etchy. It's very etchy, very provocative kind of stuff. Uh, very suggestive. But it is interesting, the idea that it is an insight into a light novel writer. And the kind of gripes that a light novel writer has. It's, it's basically as the... It has the author yelling out of the TV screen as you watch that show. So, yeah. Great Teacher Onizuka. Uh, had to include this in here. It is about a teacher. So, that is definitely a workplace environment. Uh, Am I going to have to put, definitely... my, put the veto down on this one? Why? Because he's a teacher. He's not working. It's a job. But he g- gets to be with cute girls. 
No, he ends up not in high school. <laughs> he ends up in lower grade, and that was not what he wanted. He wanted high school girls. That was the point of the... the yeah. Uh, basically follows a ex-bike rider who wants to become a teacher for high school so that he can date high school girls and get with them, and he ends up with um, like middle school or something like that. And then it kind of turns into him basically trying to fix these kids because they're all screwed up and they don't trust teachers. Uh, but he's really, really cool. Uh, it's very, it's one of the older, older shows in this entire list. So that might be more difficult for people to kind of grasp onto, but it was, it was really cool. Had a lot of really cool moments in it, including a case where he goes to one of the kids homes and I think he took a chainsaw or no, a sledgehammer, takes a sledgehammer to the wall to knock down the, the wall between the two rooms because it was causing relationships problems with the family. So He's pretty awesome like that. Next I have is Beck or Mongolian Chop Squad. That's not a that's a music anime. Yep. About a band who's trying to make it big. So that's bands are jobs too. Okay. You don't think Aimer has a job? You don't think Mythonroid has a job? You don't think they're working? They're music you don't think anime. They're working? You don't think they're They're don't music they're anime. I don't know what you're talking about. They're all music anime. You don't think those people work? Yeah, it's probably one of the more lighter ones out of all these ones. It's just kind of, that is technically the job they're trying to do is become big in America, as the song would be like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Classroom Crisis, we kind of went over that one already, more futuristic. Uh, I was told by Neko to rewatch that one, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I still have yet to do that. Uh, Dakashi Kashi is the next one. It is about a technically a candy shop. Or Dakashi Shop, and it is uh, more about the candy than anything, but it does kind of dabble a little bit in the idea of, especially now that we're getting into the second season, it seems like they're getting into how to make it survive when life time is moving ahead of them. Spirit of the Way, this is kind of like Kiki's Delivery Service, where if you don't really kind of view it as that, you technically don't even, you don't have to care so it's but it's it's technically about taking you know she gets put into this position where she is working at this bathhouse so um but it does have a lot of other spiritual themes in there and whatnot but it is technically about working at a bathhouse so uh, let's see here shouldn't made i'm not sure how that one's a, a workplace but we'll go with it chris hey. do i have to keep explaining these to you i'm gu- i'm guessing you're gonna have to explain it to me this is boy has nowhere else to go. He goes to live with his... What was it? His uncle? Yeah, it's his uncle. He goes to live with brother, his uncle or something no. like that. Yeah. Uncle. Cousin or something like that. Anyways, he goes to live with his dude. And the whole idea MBL is that... And ensues. He doesn't want... He does not... He does not like the idea of being a burden upon people. Because he just lost his mom and his mom believed that not to be a burden upon people. So his whole thing is that... Yeah, he technically could live at this location for free. This big mansion. But he chooses instead to work... As a maid at this house to pay for living there. Right. So he is working. Right. As a maid. Right. And yes. But it's not a workplace. BL involved. I didn't say that these things had to be in an actual working <laughs> building. You see, you're getting... You, uh, you're not uh, listening uh, to anything okay, I've I'll, been I'll saying, go with, I'll go with it to a, to a 49%. I'll you, give you your 49%. You didn't listen to anything I, I I mentioned about this whole thing earlier, did you? He does cook for him. He does clean for him. He works for him. He doesn't get a paycheck. He just gets bored, room and board. And he goes to school. And and can cook anything because apparently their fridge is full of stuff. But yeah. 
comic artist and his assistants. It's about a guy uh, who makes comics yeah, and his assistants. I can give you that one. I didn't keep watching that one, though. So It had a cute girl in it, though. Skip beat question mark? I put that on there with a question mark. Mm, you watched it. That one is kind of tough. I am going to say yes, mostly because generally everything they do is. However, they're not in a work building. No. Yeah, they're going from, from location <laughs> Doesn't have to, to be location. in a work building. Well, no, okay. the locations that they're going to are kind of their work. So They just have to be doing a job, Chris. They just have to be doing a job. It is, but there is a lot of it that is... It's it's kind of like a half and half because half of it is the, the, her life in general, and so yeah, I yes question mark. I mean, so. it's similar to the next one, which is after the rain. It's it's mostly about this girl and her crush towards her boss, but technically it is centered around them being in a work environment together and her fulfilling that crush by working there. Um, most of the show, especially here recently, does not really even take place in the job workplace anymore, but it is technically has an involvement with a job. So, and we're, we're still finishing that one. So we'll reserve judgment. Yeah. Because like in, in both cases there, it's mostly centered around their job. I mean, skip beat it is centered around her job after the rain is centered around her job. So, yeah, yeah. I can kind of agree. Blendes, that's definitely in a work environment. They're doing a job, which is being <laughs> a themed cafe character. <laughs> um, Need more Blendes. Definitely more character-related or character-focused. They are... The show basically uses the cafe as a reason for them to be kind of butting heads with each other and cracking jokes. Um, but I did... I did. It was a definitely a cute show, so... Kanahana Katan, we kind of hit on that one earlier. Kanohana Katan basically covers cute Kitsune characters who are working at a, uh, a hot springs inn that is technically that point between life and death. This kind of little crossroads. And so it has a little spirits that comes in. They have to figure out how to uh, make their stay enjoyable while listening to their stories. So uh, March comes in like a lion. It is very, uh, it is technically, that is his job, is playing Shogi, but like a lot of these other ones, it is, the focus is the characters, the Shogi is kind of his life, so you can't really get around the fact that he technically does work as a Shogi player, and that is most of his life, but he does, it does kind of focus more on the characters as well, so. Kyle, the right answer. Are you ready to shoot that one down too? This is another one that's kind of more in the light area. It is it is more the pseudo sci-fi type injected into there, but it is technically about a guy who is a negotiator for the government that works with the unknown person that has arrived to speak to the humans. Vetoed. So he is he is technically a government official who is a negotiator. So, uh, food wars. Yeah. <laughs> I only put this on here really because we gave it to Silver Spoon, so I guess we can give it to this one. It is people learning the craft of their job that they will be doing for the rest of their life. But I also put on this list because it does spend quite a bit of time with other people in the field itself. A lot of like the there was the the like later part of the last season. They got not this late recent season, the the second season. 
they had them actually go into these other restaurants and be mock employees at these restaurants and learning how they work. And I thought a lot of that stuff was kind of cool. But yeah, it is technically them le- learning their work craft. Like you said, it's definitely like like Silver Spoon in that regard. They might as well be working kind of thing. And uh, let's see. Restaurant to Another World. We kind of went into that one as well. Um, Yuri on Ice. It is technically about a figure skater. And that is his job, being a figure Olympic figure skater. So um, definitely fits. Uh, let's see here. Some little mentions I have down at the bottom here. Uh, Mayo. You kind of hinted at that one earlier. Kind of similar to Spice and Wolf and Setting. Um, but that one basically is a lot about agriculture uh, right. developments as these basically the hero of mankind and the demon lord himself get together and try to uh, develop a location, bring the sciences that she has available to mankind. And I think it, it, it kind of fits in that realm. It, it's kind of in that more area of like a governor, a right. governor job, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah, like Sim City. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for something that's like, you know, uh, has a fantasy element injected into it very significantly, but is essentially about a governor or a leader that is, is that is trying to build something is, is pretty cool in that regard. So sadly, it's not finished. Mushishi is the next one I have on here. He's technically, Ginko is a worker who goes around and, and works different jobs, helping people with these things that are... Like spirits that affect people, so he's like a he's like a traveling medicine man, is the best way to explain it. That is technically his job. So, like rainbows and shells, yes, (laughs) and moving lakes. (laughs) Rolling girls. This one's uh, it is technically about girls who go to different locations and works as a mediator. Um, it just became a muddled mess that I didn't quite feel kept to its original setting which was to be traveling workers so um you're gonna have to help me with this one sunday what sunday without a god uh or sunday without god this one technically opens up with the fact that this girl's job is a grave digger and well it was her mother's job before her and then it became her job that she decided to take on which is somebody in a world where people have to be buried Otherwise, they become the living dead. Her job was solely to go around and bury these people. Now, it was the reason why I ended up dropping it. <laughs> it's because it doesn't really stick with it uh, towards the later parts, so or it kind of got muddled into something else that I wasn't really interested in. But its original setting was her job was technically to bury these people, um, which was really kind of cool. So it's workplace. It's work-related. Okay. Just it's injected with a fantasy setting. It's injected with you're too focused on it having to be about person in a cafe. You have to broaden your perspective here, Chris. Um, otherwise, this would be a very short list. Uh, let's see here. Monthly Girls in Azaki-kun. It is about a man who, or a course, uh, student that is still uh, in school who is secretly a shoujo uh, manga writer. So... His job is that. It is definitely a lot heavier focus on comedy and romance, and it doesn't spend too much time on it, but his technically his mind is constantly on creating the next manga that is going to be sold, that he is uh, a very popular mangaka for this particular thing. So, Because we all know that boys are girls and girls are boys. Yes. <laughs> and you can't be a shoujo writer unless you're a girl. It breaks that. 
Uh, Real Life, this is very lightly on this list, and that's mainly because it is technically his job. He accepts a job to basically test this medicine, which will send him back. It, that de-ages him, and, and then he's able to go back to school and to be a test subject for this little project they're doing. Um, and it does dive a little bit. I'm assuming that it's going to be more into it once the later episodes, if they ever get adapted. Maybe the OVI did it. Um, getting to these characters and their previous jobs and what they went through. So it, it does deal a little bit, quite a bit into... He is technically doing a job. It dives really quickly into school life, but then it kind of comes out briefly back into the realm of people with their real jobs, office work and stuff like that, the troubles they've gone through. So it's kind of back and forth. Tamaka Markets, uh, it is technically about a market street. Um, they do a little bit in helping this market street, but it, I... I'm, that, that aren't they, a, really aren't they a confectionery? Mochi, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, confectionery, yeah. Recovery Memo Junkie, this is kind of similar to Real Life. It kind of just dabbles into it about, because the character is technically a neat, um, but it does dabble a little bit into what she's where she came from. Um, and it does have supporting characters who have jobs as well, so... Um, I don't want to spend too much time going through all these, but I did want to mention, yeah, crime fighters are technically in that realm as well. Uh, detectives, stuff like that. Dominion, uh, tank police. It's about a, uh, tank police department. Uh, Ghost in the Shell is technically somebody who is working for an organization. Um, Gunslinger Girls, definitely a cool little one that has, you know, these girls that are kind of made into these partners of these people who go out and do mainly secret government missions. Uh, You're Under Arrest, Gunsmith Cats, Rampa Katan, there's a detective one for you, Armitage 3, detectives, crime fighting, uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront, keeping, it's a, their job is technically to keep the balance between humankind and demons. Uh, Wizard Barristers, that one <laughs> has so much potential. I thought that was such a cool concept. It was, it was, it was basically lawyers for wizards and I still kind of want that show. I I do too. I want to I want to buy it just so I can see if they technically look at each other when they shoot each other. They said they fixed it. <laughs> you know they fixed it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be sellable. I I, I seen the little side by sides. It does look fixed. <laughs> and plus, so I like funny. the I love the artwork. I mean, the, 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 that's the 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 other reason yeah, why I was, really that was really the want draw. It. That was the draw, definitely. Uh, but no, the concept itself was really really cool. I like the idea of. Of wizard lawyers. That was, I kind of want to watch it so again, cool. just on the general idea of, okay, maybe we were a little too hard on it. It was just... Because that ending did really, really burn us. We were really, really mad about that ending. I don't know. I, I feel that it lost me before that with that kind of, let's explore each one of these people in the in the workplace, and then it, it, it wasted too much time. With, I don't know. You took our review for that one, but yeah, it might have it might have been. Muddled. I, I don't doubt that it might have been muddled with the the production qualities. Uh, Ace Attorney, it's a lawyer. Might not be the best adaptation, <laughs> arguably for some people, but it's it's a fantasy. Um, it's a fantasy uh, attorney. Uh, so in, in a way, it's not exactly the the way lawyering in in Japan is. It's a fantasy version, but it is. <laughs> It's you mean one you can't yell things. objection and see a big sign up here? No, it doesn't work like that. What? Um, it, it's it's really funny because it is. I was very very frustrated with its adaptation. Um, but it was very true 
to the game, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I don't know how to better describe it. So I take it or leave it, but it is it is technically a workplace, no matter how you look at it. Yep. Um, Bungo Stray Dogs, eh, it's not really so much, but they, are, they technically do have an office and they do work for different jobs. Uh, Perfect Insider, that one is... <laughs> I can't say that it's... They are technically told to go to a different location. They are doing detective work, but they are technically not being paid for that. So that one is very light on that one. Uh, Bubblegum Crisis, Crime Fighting, um, Terror and Resonance. Not so much the, the terrorists themselves, the main characters that you kind of follow, but more so on the opposite side of the field, you do follow the, t- the detectives as they work to try to find out why these two are doing what they're doing. So it is technically you know, crime solvers, these cops that are trying that they're that there's their that their job. So uh Jinro, uh military more it leans more on the military side, but it is kind of technically in that middle ground. Uh Beautiful Bones she I don't know if she technically gets hired most of the time, but she does get called for these little jobs of you know, the guy figuring just, out what's the, the, the problem guy just trips over bones a lot. That's true. <laughs> That was that was the joke. That's right, because they somehow they always seem to be finding these random bones. Um, yeah, Joker game spies. That's their job. Um, if you're looking for a spy job or spy job, <laughs> if you're looking for a spy job, call up Joker game. Uh, Onihei mentioned earlier. It basically follows the arsenal ars, arsonist crime fighting something like that. It was a, it was a funny title that we made fun of, but the. The, the guy himself is the leader, which his name is Oni Hay. Uh, Trickster. It's it's basically kid detectives kind of thing. Uh, Witch Hunter Robin. It's witch detectives, basically. Uh, still waiting for that release, Funimation. Uh, I have, next one I have here is a list of some quick military ones. Yeah, there's 50 million of them, but I just got a, some quick ones here. Uh, Gates definitely kind of follows... It's... Yeah, it does have the harem elements, but the reason why I have it in here as a military workplace related is it does, it spends a lot more time than most in the elements of military uh, politics and stuff like that and working with the military. Uh, Heavy Object, definitely another one, uh, follows a little bit more closely into the element of these guys working for this military group to take down these gigantic mecha machines. Uh, like I said earlier, pretty much every Gundam show, some more so than others, will dabble more into the military life, job life. So um, I didn't want to really go through listing all of them. Sword Nobuto. Absolutely fantastic, and it definitely does capture the element of working for a military group, compound, whatever. So definitely check that one out. Uh, Pilot's Love Song... That one's, again, more into the training realm, but they do kind of briefly sneak off into uh, being active in the military, so that one's kind of in there a little bit. Alderman in the Sky, another one that's kind of dabbles a little bit into the working for military element, so... Yep. Uh, any idol show pretty much is going to be in that element. Local Dull, it's more of a idol show about being out in the sticks, being an idol. Miss Monochrome being a virtual idol <laughs> how what it's like to to work as a virtual idol uh wake up girls again kind of like local dolls it's out in the sticks kind of group of girls who are getting together to be, work in the idol industry 
Seco Boys is more about if you were a if you were rock the producer having to work <laughs> with rocks. They had such a funny concept. That was that was great. Just again, kind of fell off. Uh, show by Rock. It's random girl gets sucked into app that takes her to to digital idols world of rock stars bands and then working in the industry within that world. <laughs> Idol Master or Idol Master I think Cinderella you're reaching Girls. For a lot of these, Andy. <laughs> it's fun. Work okay. with me here. I'm trying to entertain people. Uh, Idol Master, Idol Master Cinderella Girls, uh, definitely deals with a little bit in the industry. I think Cinderella Girls in the later parts of the second season definitely dabbles more into that realm. So, uh, these are the quick ones that I we haven't seen, but I can definitely I have acknowledge. Seen Devil. Why didn't you mention How it? How dare you? Space Brothers, definitely another one. The Great Passage, I still want to watch that one. It's about recreating the dictionary or something like that. Uh, or writing the dictionary in Japan. Um, and Monster. And as, uh, your job as a, as, a, as a mass murderer or something like that? It's a doctor, but yeah. <laughs> Devil is a part-timer is, is, uh, is actually a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is definitely centered around him being uh, in in McDonald's or McDonald's or whatever. One of them. Yeah, imagine what Dylan Realist was that another one that was no that to is be a workplace one. No, it's not. Double uh, and Realist. Bento. That's more about going to a convenience store and getting food. I don't know if they follow the characters that actually work there though. That's all I have in my list. Um, yeah, we somehow managed to pull pretty decent episode out of this even though my outline was like 30 minutes of it and another hour was just talking about different shows but i like to go kind of go through all these shows and kind of highlight them and and just kind of highlight them for the reason because a lot of these shows are really great but so if you're looking for these particular workplace environments you kind of get an idea of which one of these ones are pretty strong in that realm or if you're looking for something that's more light in that realm and just has some other things injected in there to make it entertaining so hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh that list Anything else to add to my terrible outline nope. about workplace anime? Nope, I think you did pretty good. Okay. Well, again, uh, if you want to look for any more of our other episodes where we basically pick a topic or a genre, uh, like Magical Girl or something like that, definitely go to otakuspirit.com. At the top there, there's a podcast series button. You can click on that, and there's like a one-on-one section where we have different topics that we kind of go into extreme detail about, uh, like uh, Trapped in Another World. That was another one we did. Uh, definitely check those out. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. Again, we're at otakuspirit.com. Go there for all anime, new and old. Great community in the form links at the top. Social media links on the right side. And all that good stuff. And we hope you all enjoyed. And y'all take care. Os.
Hello, are you listening to the talk of period? Well, you can get an hour out of it if you keep doing that. Go dip 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 dip